the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's challenging staying home. Your dog's thinking, yeah, that's why I chew furniture. (laughs) Good thing you have Rick and Dan to keep you company here on Faith Talk Live. Hey, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. He's like a shot in the arm, Dr. Gary Lane there, functional Christianity. Uh, yeah, did you like that shot in the arm? Vaccine? Did you tell him a vaccination? I don't know what I am. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> there's a bird, there's a bad phrase that came to my mind. I don't know why, but yeah, I don't like being, I don't being like stuck with a needle, you know? So anyway. Well, yeah. you, you put on your Facebook, you posted a far side, uh, cartoon, which I oh. love. I love Far Side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was about the in fact that's an old cartoon. I think somebody doctored it, doctored it up, right? No, no, that was it from years and years ago was the vaccine guy was, the, you know, waiting for kids to come around because it was like it was in the days of like chicken pox or swine flu or something in the 70s or 80s or something. But I don't think it was doctored. I think it was an original. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's wow. the, the vaccine truck. Yeah, like the ice cream truck, he'd have yeah. uh, he have music playing, and the kids would run, and it was a vaccine truck. So, <laughs> you know, I, I I could have had the entire country vaccinated in one week. I would have, I, I would have trained Amazon truck drivers how to and delivery people how to give shots to be like everybody and his brothers ordering something from Amazon. It's like here's yeah. a package and a shot and a shot. There you go. So that's smart. Yeah, we we could have had it done in a weekend. Hey, that's that's why Dr. Gary Lane should be the president of the United States. <laughs> Vote for Gary. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 2024. Yeah. I'm on the board of our uh, homeowners association. Please. That's that's enough. <laughs> Uh-oh. Boy, now how did you get wrangled into that? That's like uh, that's a death wish, isn't it, Dan? Yeah. In, in some ways. So here's here's what happened to me. A, a hundred years ago, I was on a jury. And they were like, does anybody want to be the foreman? And everybody was like, no, nah, we don't want to be the foreman. So I said, like, you know, for some dumb reason, I don't know. I was like, I'll, I'll be the foreman. <laughs> well, what, hap- what happened was then I got called again. And we had another jury and someone said, has anybody ever been a foreman before? We need a foreman. And it's like, yeah. So it kind of perpetuated. So in my last neighborhood where I lived, I was the president and we were trying to get some things accomplished. And so this this neighborhood, I moved with Allison and her beautiful home and and so they're like, we need we need people on the board. Anybody been on the board? And someone went, Gary ran one in his neighborhood. So I was like, you know, don't have. It's a lot of fun. It's actually an opportunity for me to share salt and light, or be salt and light to a, a, a you know a secular organization. How to be a good neighbor. Um, you know, we had meetings and people get mad and stand up and walk out. And it's like, whoa, look, step back. Let's calm down. Let's come back to the meeting. We want to resolve this. We don't hate you and. So I was able to be, you know, a little bit like counselor slash, I don't know, good neighbor. So I said, be good neighbor. So I'm trying to be a good neighbor. Oh, wow. Thanks for bringing pain. <laughs> thanks for bringing Jesus and grace into this uh, whole uh, conversation. Uh, you know, I, when I started functional Christianity, the whole idea was how do we actually use Christianity in our everyday life? So if I can't be part of my neighborhood community and volunteer and give some time, 
and and get yelled at by people who don't like the way the pool lights are set up or something it's like you go for it so i'm trying to be salt and light and people i had a guy the other day say you're a godsend and i said yeah actually i am and he was like what what so you know and they know my stance they they know that i'm a christian and that i do counseling and that keeps some of them away yeah that's good uh, that someone is said oh Someone said, don't, don't try to self-analyze. Don't try to analyze me, you know, psychoanalyze me. And I just looked at him and said, too late. <laughs> <laughs> and if you only knew what I was thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's good to be part of your neighborhood. It's good to be part of the community and be a positive influence as a Christian. Yeah. Hey, if you need somebody to run your HOA, uh, we'll, uh, we'll pass on Gary's cell phone number and his uh, his uh, email. Gary Lane, Functional Christianity and HOA Pumbaa. So there you go. No, I've had a couple of nonprofits. I've had a couple of nonprofits ask me to be on their boards, and it's like, please, Jesus, no, don't don't make me go, don't ask me to go there. No, so, no, we're gonna make you our candidate for 2024, Gary. So I'm uh, going. I'm good ready. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Running yep. for city limits, Gary Lane in 2024. <laughs> That's it, city limits. I love yes. it. That's a good one. Hey, we um, we were talking uh, earlier before we went live, and we are live on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live um, about Father's Day, Father's Day coming up. And you brought up some really, really great points. Some of it was very funny. We were chuckling about it. About it. But you know what? In the heart of that, I mean, that's there's a lot of truth in what you said. You want to bring that up again? I forget what I said. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Father's Day, Father's Day is awesome. It always seems like at church, and I, maybe there's a challenge to pastors. Uh, you know, Mother's Day is always about oh how great our moms are, and you know, without moms, where would we be? And Proverbs 31 woman, and she's like this, and you know, that was you know that that's a beautiful thing. And then Father's Day, it's like all right, you all are terrible men, and here's seven ways to get better. And so, like, who wants to go to church on Father's Day and be told they're not good enough? Um, and I think there's a real, I don't know if it comes from society or what, but there seems to be an attack on men. And men don't know how to be dads. They don't know how to be husbands. They don't know how to be fathers. Uh, and so it, it's very um, compelling to me to send a positive message to fathers to say, hey, um, you can do this. God, you know, is a father. And you may not have had a great uh, earthly father, but you have an amazing heavenly father and he loves you and he cares about you. Um, develop that relationship so that you know how to develop the relationship with your, with your children mm. and even your spouse. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot good about fathers, but you know, sometimes people are like, yeah, I don't really can't think of anything good right now. Well, and I think sadly, <laughs> excuse me, I think sadly it kind of follows the way culture portrays dads. If you watch TV, dads are usually the bumbling idiots. If they're oh. even there, uh, they're, they're never, you know, good fathers like you would think of. And that's kind of how we're portrayed and, and seen. Right. And I think society plans this thing or, or says in some way that if you're a, you know, you're the leader of your home. If you're the authority figure in your home, they don't like that. Mm -hmm. And so um, it, it's sad that in some parts of society, the father is absent. But it makes a huge difference within um, the community to have fathers mm -hmm. and, and they become the leaders and they become not authoritative, but the authority. And I think there's a difference just because you're in charge doesn't mean you have to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, mean about it. You can right. be kind and be in charge. But it's funny when I do family counseling and it's like 
especially premarital, it's like, okay, if it comes down to a decision, a hard decision, who's going to manage that? And they're like, well, it'll be 50-50. And I'm like, no, it won't be 50-50. Someone's going to go blue and someone's going to go red. Yeah. Now, how are you going to decide? You can't say purple. That's not an option. You got to decide blue or red. How are you going to decide? Who is going to be the ultimate authority within your home? And if it's not the father then or the husband, uh, then then it, it's okay if the, if the wife is the authority, I guess. But God designed it for the men to lead. And I think we're afraid to lead. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not to rag on wives, but, but sometimes our wives are the ones that give us the most grief. And we're afraid in front of our wives to lead, to make choices, um, because we're afraid of their disapproval, I think. Yeah. And, you know, in a lot of marriage counseling, I see there's some real tension between the husband and the wife. And a lot of it is the man just doesn't feel like he's enough. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's terribly hard for a man to not feel like he's enough. And he goes and looks for ways to find himself to be enough. And sometimes that's stay late at the office. Uh, sometimes that's uh, find a friend who will talk to me and, and uh, uplift me and, you know, be good to me. So I got some ideas on how, how marriages can get better. But for fathers especially, um, be in relationship with your children. Uh, it's hard when they're doing bad things. It's hard when they're not uh, performing or acting the way you think they should act, but they have to learn. And your job as a father, I think, is to help them learn through their failures, through their mistakes, but never, never uh, cut them off, never not see them, never be angry to the point where, you know, you're not my family anymore. You're not my kid anymore. It's like, wow, that's 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 sad. So yeah. Yeah. there's a lot to talk about. Well, let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ragloff. This is Faith Talk Live. 